0: In today's show, we look at injuries around the NBA, an update on Kevin Durant, an update on Anthony Davis. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's PricePicks.com. The promo code is Locked On. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Let's go through the injuries across the NBA, Warnie. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, the Hawks, Tony one. And a lot of these teams, the injury list, again, despite your fantasy protestations, they're pretty small. It's Clint Capella, who is out at the moment with this calf injury that has caused him to miss two weeks this time and like two weeks the time before. I don't know whether he's going to play on Wednesday. That's the Hawks' next game. I, I'm just going to mark him doubtful at this stage. And we just keep rolling with Nekara Okongwu. They also have a Friday-Saturday back-to-back. So even if Capella does return on Wednesday, he's probably going to sit one of those games and be on limited minutes for this week. So... That makes it hard to start Capella for the week in a weekly league. It also makes it really solid to keep going with Njegorokongu. It is a problem. Obviously, Capella has had Achilles soreness issues for the last two seasons. Didn't have it this preseason, and now has suffered multiple calf injuries, which, of course, we know are significantly related. And that's that's a, that's a problem as we move forward. I don't I don't know. Whether this is the last season, the Capella is functionally a full-time starter. It must be starting to get close to that, though. If there's going, to, it's good that they've got a capable backup in a but Capella is at this point still better than a But these injuries continue to be somewhat of a problem. Again, I wouldn't start in this week, and I would keep rolling with uh, Anyika a The Boston Celtics, well, again, pretty clean apart from Marcus Smart, who banged knees last game. He's been ruled out for Monday's game. Already, you'd have to expect that the Wednesday, Thursday back-to-back is in some doubt there for for Smart. What will happen here is it'll be White and Brogdon who will both push up and probably play 30 minutes. You'll get a little bit more out of Grant Williams, and you'll probably get 10 or 12 minutes out of Peyton Pritchard. You might get 16 out of Peyton Pritchard, but that's obviously just deeper league stuff. It just means that White and Brogdon, if they're on the waiver of White, and they are in some leagues because they've been sort of like the 130th, 140th best player for a lot, a lot of stretches of the season, they're guys that we add. But this week, with the expectation that out of the four games the Celtics play this week, and they play three and four nights to start the week, um, yeah, I don't think we'd get any more than two out of Marcus Smart at best. But We don't have any update to say that it's a long-term situation. This is the more significant one, and we go to Brooklyn to talk about Kevin Durant, who does, in fact, have a sprained MCL, which was the expectation, I guess, from seeing the mechanism of that injury. Again, we always have to be careful when the tweet is um, there is optimism. It's a less severe injury. That's great, and we do believe that. Um, but it's he'll be reevaluated in two weeks. He's not back in two weeks. He's not back in two weeks. He's reevaluated in two weeks. The good news is here is there's no surgery. Um, I would think we're talking more four weeks. To be honest, an MCL is usually four to six weeks. Uh, it just two weeks is crazy. Three weeks is maybe optimistic. But I'll guess that he's not playing in January. I'll put that out there. I don't think he's going to play in January. I think probably February and just before the All-Star break. is a more realistic situation. He's older, multiple knee injuries. Um, they need him for the playoffs, obviously. Yes, he will return. That's great news. But uh, Durant will be out at least two weeks. But it is going to be longer than two weeks. He, um, with him out, they've only got two games this week. They don't play till Thursday. So we're not going to get any clarification on minutes. I think it's just going to be a mess. It's going to be two or three extra for Royce O'Neal. It's going to be two to three extra for TJ Warren. It's going to be extra for Seth Curry. It's going to be extra for Joe Harris. Now, two weeks ago, I would have told you that Joe Harris would have slipped in and started. But Curry has overtaken him so far in the rotation. The other guy who gets extra minutes is Yuta Watanabe. And I'm not sure that any of these guys becomes must roster the players. I would have no problem with having a flyer on Seth Curry. I would have no problem with having a flyer on TJ Warren. I would add Royce O'Neal. He's rostered in most spots, but if he's not, I'd probably look at him first. But I just don't think that A, Warren can sustain 30-plus minutes, but he will get extra opportunities to get usage. Um, Seth has his ankle problems, and he's really a points-and-three sort of player. So obviously, no one is replicating what Durant does. Yeah, Simmons gets a little bit more usage, but of course, he is rostered everywhere. So, is there a clear must-add player in ten and twelve-team leagues? I think the answer is no. I would look at O'Neal. I would consider Warren and Curry. They're the only guys I would really look at in twelves. In fourteen-team leagues, I'd think about Joe Harris. And in sixteen-team leagues, I would look at Yuta Watanabe. And I reckon that's probably as far as we go with it. Again, I don't. It's not as simple as Durant out, someone replaces Durant's minutes and does close to Durant stuff. It'll be a bunch of different players doing a bunch of different things and not being able to really be a consistent 12-team league player. Is it worth a fringe guy? And maybe one of these guys isn't a fringe guy. Maybe TJ Warren puts up top 70 numbers. I really doubt that. But is it without uncertainty, like you've got three days here at the start of this week to deal with that, to deal with that absence? I don't know. I didn't rush out to grab anybody. I was more prioritizing trying to get some guys in for this week and a little bit more certainty. My order, if I had to be placed under like oath, my order would be O'Neill, Warren, Curry, Harris, Watanabe. But yeah, I don't feel great about... I, I, uh, Warren's, Warren probably has the highest upside as a top 80 player, but I really don't think they're going to push him into 30 plus minutes. I don't, but they could. So that's why he might be worth a crack. But we're never going to find out until Thursday. And then we'll see what they decide to do. I really don't think they will start him. I think they will start Seth Curry or Joe Harris. And let... um yeah They've got O'Neal and Simmons who can handle the three and the four. Uh, and that way. And then put Harris or Curry in there to play next to Kyrie. I think that's what they'll do. I'm not 100% confident in that. But that's how I'm sort of expecting it to go. And I think it's going to be just a little bit messy, which happens so often in the NBA, where players who play the two, the three, or the four go down, and you have four or five guys that fill in and replace them, Um, unless you're in a situation like in Philadelphia, where it doesn't matter who goes down, Melton replaces them, or in Denver, where it doesn't matter who goes down, Bruce Brown replaces them, Um, in other spots, it's like if one of those players goes down, then four or five guys tend to step up, and that makes it hard for fantasy for us to figure out that value. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is daily fantasy, but it's not the daily fantasy that you may have seen in the past. It's daily fantasy, but it's easier. It's player projections. It's TJ Warren, more or less than 18.5 points. And you say probably less, but maybe we go over. We say Kyrie Irving, over or more or less than 5.5 assists. Okay. That's a tough one. I'd probably say less as he focuses more on scoring. And you get between two to six of those individual player projections, put them into a lineup, and you can win up to 25 times your entry fee back. And you can do it in under 60 seconds. You can do it in over 30 US states, and you can do it in Canada, and you can do it for things that just aren't the NBA. You can do it for the NFL, for the playoffs coming up, for the NFL, for college basketball, for European basketball, for cricket, for MMA, for boxing, for golf. And of course, you can do it for disc golf. So download the PricePix app or go to pricepix.com and sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PricePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PricePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Let's go to the Charlotte Hornets. Um Charlotte Hornets, they have got um, a couple of guys out, a couple of guys who play a very similar position in Gordon Haywood and Kelly Oubre. We know that Haywood's dealing with his hamstring injury and they continue to list him as doubtful. They haven't released his status for Tuesday. I'm just going to preemptively say doubtful. I don't think he's going to play. He hurt his hamstring on Monday, the 2nd of January. That'll be a week. I think it's probably a two-week injury, but I don't know that. Oubre's got about another four to five weeks until he returns, so we just keep rolling with Jalen McDaniels. Guys like Dennis Smith Jr. and Cody Martin are like 14 to 16 team league players. While those guys are out, McDaniels will lose value once those other players return. But I think that's pretty straightforward. I don't think Haywood's a must-hold player. You can, but I don't think he is. He struggled anyway when he was playing. And I don't know when he's going to return. Which, of course, is frustrating for us because, yeah. Some information would be good instead of listing doubtful every single game. For the Chicago Bulls, nothing really new here. Alex Caruso dealing with an ankle sprain. He's probable after missing the last two games. Javante Green is questionable after missing four straight. It feels like Green is going to have this knee injury ongoing all season, which is a problem. Tony Bradley's dealing with COVID protocols. He's not in the rotation. And again, don't bother stashing Lonzo Ball in your IR spot. Don't bother. He still hasn't run. He's—it's no way. He's just not playing this season. I, I don't see how that's going to happen. Onto the Cavs. We got Dean Wade, who might be a chance to return within the next week. It's getting close to that original timeline they put out. I wouldn't expect it, but that just adds extra complications to the Osmond, Stevens, Okoro, Levert group of players. And someone is going to have to miss out there. Do they start Wade over Okoro? I think Stevens ends up exiting the rotation, but... Yeah, this is not going to matter too much for fantasy. Ravishing Rick Rubio, they were targeting a return on the 16th. No, I don't think he's an ad. He's an older player coming off an ACL who's going to be limited in minutes and a strict backup and sit back-to-backs. There'll be some streaming value, sure, at some point. But no, we don't need to add him and, and go with him. Well, Dylan Winler, is he ever going to play a game this season? I don't know. With that ankle problem that has bothered him all year. On the Mavericks, just after I um, started recording this show, they did announce that Luka Doncic, despite he sat the back-to-back, we thought, yeah, he's resting, but they've listed him questionable for Tuesday with his ankle problem. We know he's had ankle problems in the past. That's a little bit concerning. I don't have him on my list there, but Luka Doncic is dealing with that ankle problem still. Oh, stunning. Yeah. I'd say Dorian Finney-Smith will miss this week. Uh, they've got four games this week, including a weekend back-to-back. I don't think we see Finney-Smith there. What that means, of course, is Dwight Howe. Dwight, not Howell, Dwight Powell and Reggie Bullock are the guys that get the boost in minutes there. Josh Green is out on Tuesday. Whether he plays or not, I don't know. That will impact someone like Jaden Hardy and Frank Nilakina, who obviously aren't 12 or probably even 14 team league guys. Not the greenies either. While Maxie Kleber's regular season is basically done. On to Denver. Not a lot happening here. Jeff Green dealing with that finger issue, still weeks away. Peyton Watson with the adductors out and Colin Gillespie's out, but those guys don't play a part in the rotation. With Green out, we're getting someone like Vlatko Chanchar, who's a deeper league player. He's playing double-digit minutes every game for the last seven games in a row and had some really good performances. And then occasionally it's Zeke Nagy in there. other. They're playing Nagy more as a center, but it seems to be Chanchar who's getting the bulk of those minutes. And that does, again, for deeper leagues, render him useful, at least until Jeff Green returns. In Detroit, we've got Jalen Duran. He missed last game with that ankle problem. No, there's no indication that it's anything serious. They don't play until Tuesday, so we don't have an update on that. With him out, they put Isaiah Stewart at center. They start Sadiq Bey. He does nothing. Um, Newlands Noel barely played. What did he play? 13 minutes and didn't impact anything, so we're obviously not adding him. Um, we also got extra minutes for Hamadou Diallo in that game. 27 minutes from him. Um, and they just mixed the rotation around and gave Kevin Knox uh, some minutes and took Corey Joseph out. Isaiah Livers, they said he had a setback, but we should be getting close to him returning. I don't know if there's any sort of continual role for him, but we're not adding him anywhere. Marvin Bagley is still multiple weeks away from returning, and obviously he is not worth the stash. He wasn't worth it when he was in. He's not worth it when he's out. And McGruder is dealing with an illness, and uh, yeah, that's cool. On to the Golden State Warriors. We are going to get, it appears, Steph Curry back this week. That's great. On Friday is the target. They played Tuesday, then Friday. So we should get Steph back on Friday. And then they have a Sunday, Monday back-to-back. So maybe he sits one of those. We've already got Wiggins back. He played limited minutes in that game on Saturday. But he should be able to push to full minutes pretty soon. The questionable one here is Clay Thompson, who was a weird late scratch on Saturday with the knee soreness. We don't know whether that's an ongoing thing. I mean, it probably is somewhat ongoing. But whether he sits Sunday or Tuesday or not, I'm not sure. Um, and then I don't expect Kaminga or Jermichael Green or James Wiseman to play this week. Kaminga did get out of a walking boot. I wouldn't think that he rushes back this week and those other guys again. Not expecting them to return. They could, but I'm not expecting them to return. So with with all of them still out, you get that extra little boost for Anthony Lamb. You get an extra boost for someone like Pat Baldwin to get some minutes, who's been playing um, yeah, decently well. But, of course, with Wiggins back, that might impact him. We also saw Andre Igadala return for the first time on the weekend and play 12 minutes. If Clay is out, then Lamb, and, um, well, Lamb gets that real significant boost into more minutes, and even Jerome becomes at least somewhat streamable. But this is not any sort of long-term solution. You could have it, literally every one of those five players Play on Friday, and Clay might play Tuesday, but we're not we're not sure about that. As for Divincenzo, the guy that was replacing um Steph, we still got a good game for him on Saturday, even with Wiggins back. But that was because Clay was out. I think if we see Clay play on Tuesday, Divincenzo is probably a drop, but his time is clearly coming to an end. So if you do want to make a preemptive drop and you want to take a gamble on one of the Brooklyn guys, for example, I don't think you're going to lose out huge amounts by dropping Divincenzo. The Rockets are clean. Great. No injuries to report. We always love that. Um, Indiana, TJ McConnell left the last game with um, a shoulder issue. No update on him yet. If he is out, it probably helps someone like Chris Duarte. Not enough for that to matter in most leagues, maybe like 16 or 18 team leagues. Um, Kendall, Ken, Kendall? Kendall Brown with a leg problem and Daniel Tice, they are not even close to um, rotation players. For the Clippers, Paul George. Dealing with that hamstring injury. He hurt it. When did he hurt it? He hurt it on Monday against the Heat, the 2nd of January. He tried to play through it against Denver. It didn't work well. He missed Friday. He missed Sunday. I would have to expect, that, given it is the hamstring problem recurring again, that he is somewhat in doubt for Tuesday's game. Luke Kennard experienced some calf soreness on Sunday, so he didn't play. He had that calf injury earlier in the season, so there's a chance that he doesn't play as well. With Paul George, they play three games this week. I'd be really skeptical in starting him. If he does play, there's limited minutes. There's injury recurrence, risk. Um, And with him out, you get the value of uh, Morris and Powell bumped up. But is it enough to consider them must roster? Not really. The one guy who does become interesting is Terrence Mann, who's taken over as the starting point guard. And I expect that they run with that for at least a couple of weeks. And that gives him a level of appeal there. But the George situation, again, uh, we don't know about his status for Tuesday. I do expect that he probably will miss but that's just a guess. And we hope to get some more clarification on that to know just exactly how long uh, out he is going to be. Today's episode is also brought to you by betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. Pro football, college football, championship game today basketball college basketball they've got it all at betonline.net it's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info for example remember last week we were looking at the odds for the national title game well 17 and a half points we can get it for they've got multiple different odds there with different lines the standard line is 13 points for georgia but you can get a 17 and a half point line for Georgia. You can also get a a 7.5 point line for Georgia. I think they call them teasers. I think that's the word. Well, all of that is available to check out over at betonline.net. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. Today's episode is also brought to you by TurboTax. Go to TurboTax and don't Do your taxes, meet with an expert who'll do them for you. TurboTax experts can relieve you from the stress of taxes and file for you so you can do not taxes. Show your eyes things that are not taxes. Unpack a moving box of not taxes. Taste not taxes. Sing not taxes a lullaby. Hope not taxes sleeps through the night. Grab a saddle and ride not taxes into the sunset. With TurboTax, an expert will do your taxes from start to finish, ensuring your taxes are done right, guaranteed, so you can relax. It feels good to be done with your taxes, doesn't it? Come to TurboTax.com and don't do your taxes. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. Intuit, TurboTax, full-service products only. Video meeting while expert does your taxes required. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Okay let's look at the Los Angeles Lakers where we did get an update on Anthony Davis. But again, it's one that requires important reading. Anthony Davis, the tweet here says, um, Anthony Davis, Lakers star big man, Anthony Davis will begin the ramp up process to work towards a return this week. Now you can read that in two different ways. You can read that by saying he will begin the ramp up process. Great. To work towards, yep. A return this week. Oh, he's returning this week. No, that's not what that means. And that is a poorly worded tweet. Lakers big man Anthony Davis will begin the ramp up process to work towards a return this week. Makes you think he is working towards returning this week. No, what he is doing is he's beginning the ramp up process this week to work towards a return. All right, so don't get that confused. He is not working towards a return this week. He is ramping up this week to work towards a return. So we're still probably two to three weeks away is the expectation. They said he'll join the team when they return home from the road trip and then start to begin the ramp up process, which takes two, two and a half weeks. All right. So be really careful with reading that. Don't preemptively drop Tom Bryant because Anthony Davis is returning this week. I admit, I woke up and I saw the notification from Voyager. I said, He's coming back this week. What are you talking about? But no, he's not. He's not. He's working towards, beginning to work towards returning this week. And even that was confusing. Again, let's rephrase it. He is beginning the ramp up process this week so that he can return in two to three weeks. Okay? So we got an update, but it is a confusing ass update and it is really important that you understand that difference. So we keep running with Tom Bryant. Now, there is a chance that Tom Bryant can maintain value when Davis returns, but the clear thing is that Bryant is going to lose value. How much? I don't know. And I think he probably will end up becoming 12-team droppable. Austin Reeves is out with a hamstring injury still. Well, not still. He just heard it. He's probably another week or so away. Don't expect him to play this week. Um, Don't expect Lonnie Walker to play this week or even next week, to be honest. And Troy Brown still dealing with that quad issue. With all of these guys out, that gives Dennis Schroeder not only more minutes, but more shots. 37, 40, 35, and 38 minutes the last four games for Schroeder. Now, his hot shooting is not going to stick, and he's doing absolutely nothing else. But those minutes and those shots are enough to probably take a look at him if what he brings is what you need. LeBron, of course, is listed on the injury report as questionable with his ankle. He seems to always be listed on the injury report. He seems to play through it nearly every time, except when it's a back-to-back. Beware of that. While Westbrook is listed as probable with a foot problem for Monday. They do have a Sunday-Monday back-to-back, the Lakers. So there could be a LeBron James rest there. The Memphis Grizzlies, they play on Monday. Ja Morant sat out on Sunday with thigh soreness. He's questionable for Monday's game. Steven Adams is questionable after missing Sunday with an illness. Good news is Desmond Bain is not on the injury report. So we expect that that's the end of his back-to-back restrictions and he should be ready to go. Uh, Brandon Clark is out again Monday. So with him out, deeper leagues, you know who it is. It's Xavier Ulman, the cashier. He's the guy that steps in and is that backup center who provides like 16 team league value while Clark is out. LaRavia is also doing, dealing with an ankle problem, but he has been out of the rotation. Also with Clark out, they give an opportunity to David Roddy Piper to get some more minutes. Now, if Adams is out, then Tillman becomes maybe even a 14-team stream, maybe a 12. And of course, we know with Jar, maybe not playing then Tyus Jones is an absolute must to have. In Miami, a couple of big situations occurred yesterday. And unfortunately, we don't have specific clarification on it. Bam Adebayo had to sit out the end of the game with a hand injury. I think there is no chance he's playing Tuesday. They said it's not a long-term thing, but the expectation is he's missing some time. I don't know how much, but let's rule him out for Tuesday. And then they play Thursday, Saturday. So in a weekly league, don't start BAM. I think the guy we look at is Orlando Robinson. Do I feel supremely confident in that? Not really. Jovic is out. jurt is out. So it can't be those guys. Deadman is there, but he's been really poor and Robinson's been playing better. They could also go really small with Highsmith at center. I think that if I'm adding High Highsmith, or uh, Orlando Robinson, it's Robinson. Like, pretty clearly. I don't know how strongly I feel about that, but we know that this week there are low-volume days every day. So no matter what day you look at, you can probably stream and start Robinson. I'd definitely look at him in 16s. And in 14s, I would probably do it. And in 12s, I'd consider it. I'd love to get more of a timeline on Bam. Tyler Hero hurt his knee in the last seconds of that game. He claimed he was fine as he sat there with strapping across his knee. We'll see whether there's any issue there. If he is out, then obviously the value of Oladipo goes through the roof. He's probably a 12 10 league guy anyway. And Struis' value would jump up in that situation. Probably Gabe Vincent too. Caleb Martin dealing with his quad problem still. They're starting Hayward Highsmith, but they're playing him like 16 minutes and they're playing Jimmy Butler at the fore most of the game, which is really what they should do most games. So Highsmith isn't an ad, I don't think. Jovic is out long-term with a back injury. Duncan Robinson's out long-term with a finger injury. And Omer Yurtseven is out long-term with an ankle injury. I wish I had something to tell you about the Bucks and Chris Middleton, but I do not because I don't know when he is coming back from this knee injury. All I'm going to say is I don't, he's not going to play Monday. I don't think he's going to play Wednesday. They have a back-to-back in Miami. Well, it's not really a back-to-back. They play Thursday and then they play Saturday, both against Miami. I reckon there's a chance he plays in one of those on really limited minutes, but it's obviously becoming a joke here. We don't know what the problem is. We don't know what is going on. We don't know when he's coming back. This is not the injury. Remember, when you drafted him, this is not, this is not why, yeah, you, know, you should not have drafted him. It's it's not because we had absolutely no idea that this was a problem because it wasn't a problem. He came back from his wrist injury, yeah, a couple of weeks late, and then he hurt his ankle, and then he hurt his knee. Absolutely nothing to do with wrist surgery. So we have to really be careful not to conflate. Oh, I'm not drafting him because you know, I'm not drafting a guy who had wrist surgery because look what happened to Middleton. It's very different now. You can say you won't draft Middleton again. You're lying. You will. But it's not. This is not like to say what a shocking pick to draft him in the draft guy because you know you couldn't have known this like saying it's a was a terrible pick for me to have drafted towns or to have drafted curry or to have drafted durant now or to have drafted anybody that got hurt you can't predict this stuff as we know I don't know when he's coming back. And with him out, it's just Connaughton and Carter and Ingalls and Beauchamp and Matthews and Hill and Allen and no one who makes any value at all in 12-team leagues. Now, they do play three games in four nights. So the value of streaming an Allen or maybe even a Carter is boosted just because of games value early in the week. But that's it. Sergio Barca is dealing with personal stuff. He's not in the rotation. Minnesota. Carl anthony Towns, we haven't really had a great update or a concrete update on him recently. I'm still expecting we're probably three weeks away. I, I don't think he's coming back in January. It seems like we're still a fair way away. And remember, the initial time frame, it's always at least. And then you always want to put a little bit extra onto that. So I don't, I don't think he's coming back in January. What we have seen is that last game, Naz Reed's role was really limited. Was that his back? Or was that the fact that both Anderson and Prince were healthy? i lean a little bit more towards the latter there and making it hard to have Reed as a must-hold player. But Anderson's obviously must-roster. And then we've got Jordan McLaughlin, who they just keep ruling out game by game, calf, calf, calf. I don't know, how long's he out for? I just don't expect him to play this week. That does help guys like Austin Rivers stay in the rotation, not that Austin Rivers is impacting fantasy anywhere. Another mystery injury is in New Orleans with um, Brandon Ingram. We just don't know. We don't know what's happening with his toe injury. We don't know when he... Oh, by the way, update. LeBron not playing Monday with the ankle injury. That's a worry. That is a worry. That just got updated for Monday's game. Hmm. That's a worry. They play only two more games this week. I... Thursday, Sunday. I I don't think I would start LeBron. Hmm. All right. There you go. There's an update on that. Uh, Brandon Ingram. Cool. Hasn't played since November. Toe injury. No time frame. I don't expect... He's not playing Monday. They play Wednesday, Friday. Um... Maybe Friday return? Got no idea. No idea. They won't tell us shit and it's frustrating. We know that Zion is out for another three weeks at least, I would guess, with that hamstring problem. And we're seeing uh, Najee Marshall be really the, the major guy there to, to roster. But I do think his value does drop significantly when Ingram returns, To so he's not a 12 team league player. Trey Murphy, he's starting, but his numbers are well down. He's looking more like a three streamer at this stage. I think he still can have value, but we're not, or well, I'm not as. Bullish on absolutely must-have him because everything has dropped yeah, consistently over the last four, five, six weeks. And no rebounds, no steals, no assists. The shooting's still great. It's still 40-plus percent from three, but he's just not doing anything else, even though the role is relatively secure. Um, Larry Nance is likely to play after sitting on Saturday while McCullum returns. Nance's role, again, I worry about how much he plays without Zion because the part of the reason he plays so much is because of Zion. And then without Zion, they need Valanciunas' playmaking, and or not playmaking, is shot creation and scoring, meaning there's fewer minutes for Nance. So while I think Nance is a really good fantasy player, without Zion, his value is decreased, in my opinion, not increased. And that, I know, is contrary to what some people think, and that's fine. We all can have different opinions. On to the Knicks. Ron Barrett. He's still doubtful with that finger injury. Um, Without him, we just keep rolling with quickly. He probably has a chance to return on Wednesday, Barrett. And then we'd hold quickly for that one game and see what happens. On to the Thunder. There's no new injuries here. It's just the same old stuff. Jeremiah Robinson Earl with an ankle. Ujman Jeng with a wrist. And Alexey Pokashevsky with his leg issue. Neither of those or none of those guys are worth stashing. Robinson Earl might be a week or so away. I wouldn't bother with him in 12-team leagues when he comes back. Maybe he has some stream value. At the moment, we're seeing Kenridge Williams step it up. But sometimes it's Kenridge. Sometimes it's Jalen Williams. Sometimes it's Wiggins. It's Sometimes it's Mescala. It's never Baisley apparently. Um, so don't need to get overly excited about those injuries. At one point, Orlando had the longest injury list in the league, and now it's relatively empty. We've got Bowl, who's still out with COVID. He's going to miss Monday's game. Maybe he returns Tuesday on the back-to-back. Not necessarily, though, but I don't think that he's a 12-team league player anymore. I don't think that he will automatically slot back back into the starting lineup. I think there are just too many guys they'll start ahead of him. One is Gary Harris, and one is Jalen Suggs. So I don't think that Bowl will slide back into the starting lineup. I think he'll be a 20-minute a night player, and that's not going to be useful enough. I don't believe. Jumra Kk is still probably a few weeks away with his knee injury. I'm not even sure he's going to have a rotation spot, to be honest, given the other players there. And then John Isaac, yeah, who knows? Who knows? We get an update, and then nothing happens, and then he doesn't return, and we are still years away from him returning. Who knows? Who knows? I know I wouldn't be bothered holding him in 12-team leagues. I just wouldn't. I, I know what he used to do. I, I know what his numbers were in. 2019, but I also know that he's going to be limited. There are other players ahead of him, and I still don't know when he's coming back. So I'm just am not bothering. Philadelphia, um, Embiid dealing with the foot issue issue, issue not issue, foot issue. They're not concerned about it. They say there's a chance he plays Tuesday. I probably think he sits Tuesday against the Pistons. Maybe he's back Thursday against the Thunder. In the time that he's out, you look at Montrezl Harrell. I think Harrell's game and Reed's game last game were influenced by the fact that both Embiid and Tucker were out. Harold's still the guy that I'd lean with to stream. Um, I wouldn't drop D'Anthony Melton yet. Yeah, we'll, We can look at a little bit of time when this team's fully healthy before we make that decision. I wouldn't drop him yet. P.J. Tucker, obviously nobody's rostering him. He's a team with actually significant injuries, and that's why they're losing every game uh, they play. That's the Phoenix Suns. We don't have an update on Chris Paul who missed Sunday's game with that hip problem. They play the Warriors on Tuesday, then the Nuggets on Wednesday. You'd have to expect that he's probably going to miss one of those ones. Last game, it was Dwayne Washington playing 25 minutes and Damian Lee playing 26 minutes and Dario Saric playing 26 minutes. Washington really went crazy. He took a million shots and scored well. It doesn't do a huge amount else, whereas Lee can be a three-point shooter. Um, I still would prefer Shamit over Washington. I just think Shamit's role is more secure for a longer period of time. Washington can be a streamer, that's about it. But even then, I don't feel great about it. John Ray hurt his ankle at the end of the game on Sunday. He claims he's fine, but again, I don't believe players at all. If he is out, I think they'll start Biombo, even though Biombo was a DNP last game. And then Landau would be a streamer for deeper formats. Booker is still weeks away from the groin injury. We're probably looking start of February for him to return. So that keeps Shamit having some value there. Cam Johnson, maybe a week away. Not a bad stash, I think. Campaign two weeks away. No point having him, that foot injury. He's a while away. And Jay Jay Crowder is still just sucking his ass off and not going to play. And I don't know when he's going to play. And at this point, I don't even care. For the Blazers, Gary Trent Jr. returned, sprained his ankle and hasn't returned since. He missed three games in a row with that sprained ankle. He's not a 12-10 league player. I don't think he's going to be a 12-team league player. I think he'll be a guy that you add when you're looking for steals specifically, but there's just not enough of, uh, of a role. Probably a week or so away from Justice Winslow returning and maybe a week to a week and a half from Nasir Little with that hip fracture. But when those guys return, you see guys like Jabari Walker and maybe Shaden Sharp move out of the rotation, but they're not going to have impact. Winslow had impact early this season. I just don't think they're going to be able to have that impact this season or this part of the season. The Kings are empty. Great. No injuries there. We love that. The Spurs, no, we've talked at at length about Devin Vassell last week. They have ruled Keldon Johnson out again on Monday. He hurt his hamstring Friday. He missed Saturday. Again, I'm going to go rule of thumb on a hamstring, and I'll rule him out for the week. There's no reason for them to push him through. He's got a hamstring problem. No reason. Rule him out for a week. I don't know why they don't just do that. So he is out, and I don't expect him to play this week. So what that means, of course, is more minutes for Keita Bates-Diop, more opportunities for Josh Richardson, more opportunities for Romeo Langford, more opportunities for Malachi Branham. Now, Richardson's also appeared on the Injury Report as questionable, so that's sick, um, while well, Yucca Pertl is going to return, who missed the game on the weekend from Achilles. I still don't think there's any real long-term massive winner from Vassal's injury. It's going to be up and down between Richardson and Langford, and, but Sohan hasn't seen an ink. Actually, Trey Jones is the winner, but he's already rostered. Um, Sohan is fine to hold in 12s. I'm not massively in on that. I'd add Richardson over Langford, but I don't feel supremely confident in that. And I think the Richardson one's probably only useful while Calden is out. And when Calden plays, Richardson goes back to being a streaming player. Um, I would hold Zach Collins just because I think that Purtle might be a little bit limited, especially early on. For the Raptors, Otto Porter dealing with a toe injury. Just don't ever expect him to play. I think and you'll feel a lot better. I don't know if he'll come back, but this is months... like. This guy, the worst healer of all time. Um, For the Utah Jazz, Colin Sexton, we're past that one week time frame. So maybe there's a chance he returns. I don't expect it. I don't think he's going to play Tuesday. He might play Friday. That's probably a more realistic expectation. But he's not, I don't believe, a 12-team league player. Kelly Lynn sprained his ankle. They seem to think that it was, wasn't great, and I'm just going to go ahead and say he's not going to play this week. What that does is it boosts Jared Vanderbilt, it boosts Walker Kessler. Make sure both of those guys are rostered in 12-team leagues. You get a little bit of a boost from Rudy Gay, a little bit of boost from Simone Fontecchio if he is able to play. Talon Horton-Tucker was in the rotation and then missed last game due to an ankle problem. Alexander Walker replaced him. They're only deeper league sort of players while Fontecchio is dealing with an ankle problem as well. And lastly... We go to the Washington Wizards with Bradley Beal and his hamstring injury. I'm not expecting him to play this week. So that means Kispert will start and then you'll get guys like Kispert and Avdia and Hachimura all sort of stepping up into different roles. Monte Morris is probably the one that I would look at the most. Avdia in the past has been really good, but now that he's coming off the bench behind Gafford, it becomes a little bit harder for him to maintain that value. But I would still look Morris, Avdia, Hachimura in that order and I wouldn't be massively into Rui unless it's a points league, not in category leagues. And that will do it. I didn't even mention Johnny Davis because he's that irrelevant. I just mentioned him now, so maybe he's not that irrelevant. Guys, follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you are here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.